Hey friend, thank you so much for joining us right here on the broadcast. Greatly appreciate the fact that you are part of our audience today. I am looking forward to, I feel like I'm always looking forward to what's out in front of us. I appreciate the past. I'm so thankful for the legacy. I appreciate the time we had together just last week and the week before and this really less than two years that I've been the host of this radio broadcast. I can't say enough about how much it means to me that you're still sticking by me, that you're still listening to the radio broadcast, but I'm always looking forward. God gave me a thought for today. I was recently in a church service, and the pastor was preaching, and he touched on this passage that we'll get to in just a moment, and it struck me. And the Lord said, you better get your pencil out. Better get your pen out. And so I started jotting some things down in my notebook. I'm excited to share them. They pierced me to the heart, and I hope just maybe they they tweak your heartstrings just a little bit too. You know, if we pursue that avenue, talking about thoughts, some people, they have one a minute, it seems like. Some people, they have one good thought a month. A pastor friend of mine, he, he shared a quote about this concept, this idea of thoughts. He, he's been in ministry for 40 years and just a wealth of knowledge. He said, just because a train of thought passes through your mind, doesn't mean you should hop aboard and write it. You know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you have a thought and you realize that's not a very good thought. I'm going to let that one just pass me by. You know, in the Christian life, we have to learn to identify when God is the one impressing a thought upon our heart and upon our mind. And I truly believe with all my heart that the thought that God has for us today, it was inspired by him. I'm excited to share it with you. Before we jump into that, I need you to grab your Bibles, turn to the book of Luke. But while you're doing that, I'm going to talk about a gospel tract. It's called A Would-Be Suicide. A Would-Be Suicide. You know, we talk about epidemics, pandemics. We talk about these issues of our times in life that really seem to to indicate the direction of our world and of society, there may be no issue more startling, more causing of sorrow, more grievous, I should say, than this issue of suicide. That someone would feel so worthless, so unworthy, so low and so down, so depressed that they would, by their own hand, commit murder. You say, is it murder? Well, a life is taken. Suicide. There are likely some under the sound of my voice that you, indirectly or not so indirectly, have been subject to have been victim of a murder, meaning that someone close to you, husband, wife, father, mother, brother, sister, close friend, you probably know someone that has taken their life. Can I encourage you? Maybe this gospel tract. Now it starts out talking about a man who was desiring to commit suicide. He wanted to kill himself because he could not really fulfill the hopes and dreams he had for his life. And he felt like he was worth nothing. But he was 
saved. Not by some new purpose, not by a self-help book, not by the church. No, friend, he was redeemed. He was saved by the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that's the greatest news that you can possibly share, and this gospel track does a great job of that. You can go to BibleTracksInc.org, that's BibleTracksInc.org, and get your free copies of this gospel track today. Maybe you need to read it. Maybe this is for you, or maybe you know someone that this could be a help to. You can get them for free, BibleTracksInc.org today. Now, grab your Bibles. Luke chapter 8, Luke chapter 8. I'm going to give you right off the bat the theme, the thought, the direction of where we are going for the entirety of this week, Lord willing. We're talking about and answering this question, how to change a life. How to change a life, or in the plural, how to change lives. And I don't know if we could go to a better source. I don't know if we could go to a better teacher than the God-man, Jesus Christ, robed in flesh, but 100% God, 100% man, yes. But here in Luke chapter 8, I think we're going to glean some things. Many of you would probably very quickly identify this passage as the sower and the seed. But we're going to start at the very beginning. Luke chapter 8 and verse number 1, just the first few verses, says this. And it came to pass afterward that he went throughout every city and village, preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God, and the twelve were with him. So for context's sake, he had just performed a miracle, and it was just absolutely amazing, I have to think, to be around Jesus Christ here in the flesh, interacting with people, and just to observe him. I don't know if I could take my eyes off of him. Came to pass afterward that he went throughout every city and village. I love that he was not just a big city god. He still isn't just a big city God, but he also is not just a God that does work in the rural areas. He's not just uh, at work in the townships and on the farms and, and out in the fields of the world. No, no. He goes to the cities and the villages, preaching and showing, the Bible says, the glad tidings of the kingdom of God, and the twelve were with him. Of course, the apostles, the disciples were with him. Verse 2, though, And certain women, which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others which ministered unto him of their substance. Now, you've got to realize in a time frame before the mass media, before social media, before before the opportunity, the ability to turn on a radio like you have done just now, people still got their news. You know, by the grapevine, word of mouth. 
you would expect someone as famous and, and, and as mystifying as Jesus to have hangers on, to have uh, quite a troop behind him of people just curious to see what's he going to do next. But the Bible doesn't reference those people, the, the, those just filled with curiosity, those just anxious to see, oh, what miracle is he going to do next? Those interested in maybe a good story. No, the Bible talks, of course, about the twelve and certain women. Were these women the, the cream of the crop? Were they the ones that everyone saw and immediately identified with royalty and with class and with profundity and, and with, with somebody that they would want their daughters to grow up and be like? <laughs> no. These women were ones that had been in a bad circumstance. These women were ones that were the social outcasts at one time, and still in many people's minds, probably the same. Mary, called Magdalene, Joanna, Susanna. These women had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. I want to point out as we begin that when you're looking to change a life, if, the, if you're desirous of how to change a life, I want you to realize uh, the, the, the results of changed lives. Before you dive too deeply into trying to change the world and change your neighbor and change your wife and change you name it, I want you to realize that changed lives will draw curiosity. There will be people that will perk their ears up and identify something different is going on. You know, it's amazing the human eyeball and, and, and how it, it, the the sense that we, the senses that we have specifically our sight, our ability to see. Even those of us that maybe wear glasses like myself, it's amazing the absolute complexity of the human eyeball. But sometimes, and you know this to be true, sometimes. When we look at the same thing again and again and again and again, our eyes can kind of glaze over and until there's an irregularity, until there's some change in the scenery, it doesn't quite grab our attention. Have you ever not quite fallen asleep at the wheel, but you've been driving and driving and the scenery won't change? Maybe driving through just flat lands and, not, and you can't even remember how you spent the last hour. You know you were driving, but nothing was different. Well, friends, a changed life, it'll draw curiosity. A changed life, it'll draw a crowd. People will come from miles and miles to see a changed life. A changed life? will draw other converts. I want you to realize, and really I'm speaking practically, if you allow God to change your life, you'll be amazed. Some will be curious. Some, though, will come to Christ as a result of the fact that God changed your life. They will identify something is different and I need that. Now realize, let's be practical Extremely so, a changed life can also draw criticism. Think about it. There must have been those in the religious sects 
those with their robes and, and all of their gravitas. I'm sure they looked at Jesus, and we know they did. We can identify multiple places. We won't turn there for time's sake. Who is he that dines with publicans and sinners? I can't believe that this supposed teacher would, would spend time with the rabble. Friends, a changed life, oh yes, curiosity, crowds, criticism, yes, but a changed life will draw conversion. My question for you is, has your life ever been changed? An easy way to think about it is, if you are not drawing any of those things I just mentioned, curiosity, conversions, maybe even criticism, then I've got to ask, how different are you? I want to thank you for listening today. We have a lot more to cover in Luke chapter 8. Join us tomorrow. Thank you so much. Have a great day for His glory, and God bless you. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.